Welcome to A Wealthy Life For Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we discover our personal definition of wealth through conversations with talented and successful women who are living their version of a wealthy and meaningful life. Teresa Leftenant is owner of Reinventing Her Money, a boutique financial planning and wealth management company located on Seattle's east side. Teresa is a licensed financial advisor and certified financial planner professional. Securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor. Member FINRA, SIPC. CFP and Certified Financial Planner, the Certified Financial Board of Standards Incorporated, owns these certification marks in the U.S., which it awards to individuals who successfully complete CFP Board's initial and ongoing certification requirements. The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for an individual. We suggest that you discuss your specific situation with a qualified professional. Our guests are not affiliated with or endorsed by LPL Financial, Teresa Leftenant, or Reinventing Her Money. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 17 of A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Leftenant, where we explore how women create a meaningful and abundant life on her terms. I'm a certified financial planner, wealth advisor, author, and speaker with over 30 years experience, and professional women and their partners hire me to gain the right knowledge and confidence to overcome their own financial challenges that some women face as they pursue their version of a wealthy life. And of course, a wealthy life is not just about the nest, the nest egg size. It true wealth is found when we are pursuing our passions, exploring who we really are, expressing our inner talents and living our personal dreams. The mission of this show is to engage in casual yet deep conversations with experts who are exploring what it means to live a wealthy life and sharing how they are doing just that. And I reveal tips and ideas to help you have the money you need to pursue your version of a wealthy life. You know, in my 30 years of of being a financial planner, there's one topic that everyone seems to have in common. And this one area of life planning requires years of looking ahead and planning, as well as building confidence and having discipline in order to experience it. So I'm talking about retirement. The time in life when we either slow down or stop working and transition from paying for our life from working income to paying for our life through other income sources. Transitioning to retirement can be one of the most exciting yet sometimes emotional periods that we face in life. Sometimes we have difficult emotions and deeply buried money beliefs can come to the surface when we shift from that growing income stream from working to a fixed income stream from social security, investments, and other sources. And I find that money beliefs can cause people to make choices that might not be in their best interest. For instance, if a person is fearful about running out of their money in retirement, they might choose to start receiving a reduced benefit from Social Security at age 62 instead of planning so that they can wait to take Social Security at age 70 when they could receive a much higher monthly amount. You know, recent surveys have found that Americans don't always have a good grasp on how much money it will take to really enjoy their golden years. When asked, almost 50% of people expected that their expenses would decline in retirement. 
The reality of how expenses change in retirement is often different from what people expect. After retirement, expenses actually can increase, sometimes double the number retirees often expect. And of course, some retirees do find their expenses decrease, but the point is, it's important to project different lifestyle scenarios, choices, so that each individual can see and quantify how much those retirement choices will cost so that they can have a well thought out plan to support themselves. Another money belief that I discuss with my clients is their need to protect their investment portfolio from declining in value. Now this is an important conversation to have, but some women often believe that they need to be really, really conservative with their investing in retirement so that they don't lose their nest egg. Now every woman is different and deserves her own personalized plan. But other women often think that they need to sell all of their stocks and bonds and place their nest egg in low interest earning accounts such as savings or certificates of deposit. And I really strive to help women understand that having a diversified portfolio designed to offset inflation, provide current income, reduce taxes, along with minimizing volatility is an important strategy to consider. If you retire in your 60s, you may have 20 to 30 years to live, at least we hope so, and this may not be the time to eliminate all of the potential to grow your nest egg. I always recommend that my clients look into setting aside a large amount in like a money market account so they can pay for their monthly expenses and any big expenses they might have for the next year or two then they can let the rest of their portfolio grow and they won't have to sell during a down cycle. So what are some of the important steps to take as you plan the transition from, from working less to playing more? Well, number one, estimate your longevity based on your family history and current health habits. Then you can figure out how long your nest egg might need to last to support you. Number two, consider whether you want to slow down your career over a period of years or whether you want to stop working altogether. The top reasons people say that they want to continue working are not only to make extra money, but to stay active and involved and because they enjoy their work or they want to try out a new career. Number three is to understand the timing trade-offs of when to start your Social Security. In 2017, full retirement age began transitioning from age 66 to age 67 by adding two months for each year over the next six years. This means that claiming Social Security before your full retirement age means your monthly benefit might be reduced. There's also a, restric a restriction on how much income you can make without having your Social Security benefit reduced. Every woman deserves to understand her own specific situation regarding Social Security. And the earlier one explores their potential benefits, the better retirement plan you can create. Number four, understand how your retirement savings can grow over time at different growth rates and how much risk 
will you need to consider taking in order to have the potential to grow your nest egg at different returns? See, these are kind of complicated questions that I answer for my clients as we develop their own personalized plan. Number five, taxes are another area that every woman deserves to understand so that she can plan how to minimize the tax burden on her investments and monthly retirement income. For instance, managing your taxes pre-retirement can contribute to growing a larger nest egg and managing your taxes during retirement has the potential to increase your monthly income. Number six, and speaking of your retirement nest egg, do you have a plan for withdrawing from your investment accounts over your lifetime? How will different withdrawal rates affect your financial picture over time? You know, this is probably the most important reason to hire a financial planner who can help you project different scenarios. Number seven, healthcare costs are the other variable for females who are planning their retirement because this planning is so important. There's Medicare supplemental plan costs, the medium costs of healthcare, depending on what state you live in, long-term care costs, all of these areas are critically important for women to get under their belt as they consider how to plan. And so in closing, women face at least 12 unique challenges from financial and life circumstances relating to planning for retirement. Addressing them can feel a bit overwhelming and uncomfortable for women, but only by understanding these issues can you develop the strategies that will provide you the greatest chance of experiencing a wealthy life in retirement. So visit my website, reinventinghermoney.com for more information and to join my mailing list. Now, let's talk about the other portfolio you can build for retirement, your happiness portfolio. My guest, Marianne Oser, is a retirement and relationship coach, author, speaker, and educator. She is a seasoned expert who focuses on assisting people to build happy, fulfilling lives in the post-career phase of their lives through her workshops, seminars, public speaking, and individual coaching. Her book, Your Happiness Portfolio for Retirement, It's Not About the Money, <laughs> is about how to flourish in retirement. Marianne has retired twice after spending over 40 years in the corporate world, and she didn't get it right the first time. Now she knows how to help you avoid the potential pitfalls and potholes along the way. Welcome to the show, Marianne. I'm so excited to talk about the real reason people retire, to really enjoy their life and have fun and be happy. Thanks, Teresa. I'm looking forward to our conversation. Oh, great. So I appreciate talking to someone with your experience and perspective. Now, my industry, the financial services industry, has attempted to redefine retirement, at least discover a better word to describe that time in life when we really want to work less and we want to play more. So let's talk about that. What's your definition for retirement? Well, first of all, I totally agree with you that the word retirement does not at all describe today's post-career life. I mean, for example, you were mentioning working. So retirement used to mean that you're no longer working. Well, today, somewhere between 50% of retirees are engaged in some kind of work. Does that mean they're not retired? 
it's very, so it's very confusing. And lots of us have tried to, to replace the word, but haven't succeeded. So I think you're right. We've got to work on redefining it. My definition is it's the time of your life when you can do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do it. And no one's telling you what you have to do. You get to choose. But actually, I like Jane Pauley's definition best of all. Jane Pauley is a former um, TV anchor and, and news journalist. She wrote a book called Your Life is Calling. And she defines it as retirement is a word with a new meaning. It's no longer a door marked exit. Think instead of a door, uh, of a door that swings on a hinge, moving us forward into something new. I love that, and I love Jane Pauley. You know, um, it's really a time when we can see it as an expansion of our life, you know, where we have more freedom, and we have a time to even have more time to explore, you know, our potential. And, um, you know, I think this is a time of life where, as I said earlier, I spend most of my time talking to my clients who are preparing for this time in their life, they really see it as the culmination period. And of course, we have many phases of our life, many times where we have to transition. And, um, you know, I just love that you're an expert, really having a passion about helping women and couples do that. So let's um, explore how you ended up here coaching women and coaches, uh, couples on how to transition and create the life they've been dreaming about for so many years. Well, you mentioned that I retired twice. And the first time, my former husband, who actually was 18 years older than I am, and I both had worked for a major airline that underwent a hostile takeover, and we both ended up with golden parachutes, but he was old enough to actually retire. Uh, so we, you know, started our our retirement, like many people do, with a honeymoon, and everything was great, but it quickly fell apart, and it simply just didn't work. I mean, if we could have done it wrong, we probably did, and we ended up contributing to today's very sad gray divorce statistic. Huh. So at that point, I went back to the corporate world and worked for another 15 years until at age 65, I decided it was really time to move on. But I also know that I needed to retire to something. And because along the way I had met my wonderful husband that I'm married to now for almost 20 years, uh, I wanted to help people have the kind of relationship that we have. So I earned a certification as a relationship coach, which was, you know, it took a year to do it, so it wasn't exactly a weekend wonder thing. But And when I started working with couples, I thought, <clears throat> excuse me, I had so many people that came in and said things like, we used to have a great relationship, and now all we do is bicker and fight. And it didn't take long to see that the common thread was that most of them were recently retired. And that huge shift that happens when, when you leave that your career phase of your life was also affecting their relationships. So just like my previous marriage, you know, they, they were in trouble. So that's when I earned a second um, certification as retirement in retirement because understanding how that affects your relationship is so important. It's just so important to everybody. So for me right now, I'm living seriously the best time of my life without question. I love that. You are a an example of what's possible. And I also know that you and I have this in common. We had a life experience that was so 
uh, transformative for ourselves. Now, you know, you uh, realize that you had to learn how to have a good a good retirement and that you had to have different skills to make your relationship work through that change. Well, I had the same thing with my passion for helping women with their money decisions because I had a period where I made really poor financial decisions. So, you know, I want to talk more about how you help people understand these things from your own personal experience. So we're going to just take a break now. And in a moment, we'll come back and I'll be asking Marianne to share more about her book, her programs, and how to have a happy retirement. So we'll be right back. Teresa Lieutenant believes that women deserve to reinvent their financial lives from avoidance and confusion to clarity and commitment by creating a wealthy money mindset and informed financial planning skill set. Without an understanding of their early money programming, women will continue to create the same unwanted financial circumstances. If you truly want to change your relationship and results with money, you must face what you really think and feel about money and transform it. Ready to change your mind about money? Visit reinventinghermoney.com to schedule a chat with Teresa. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA, SIPC. Are you enjoying retirement as much as you thought you would? Marianne Oser with Retire and Be Happy helps people live happy and fulfilling lives in their third act. Marianne conducts online workshops and does one-on-one coaching to guide people through the transition from working to retirement and provides the path they need to design their own happiness portfolio. She is the author of Your Happiness Portfolio for Retirement. It's not about the money. Written for people who want to flourish in life after their career. To learn more, visit retireandbehappy.com or email Marianne at retireandbehappy.com. Let Marianne Oser help you create your happiness portfolio for retirement. Get inspired every hour right here on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back to A Wealthy Life for Her with Teresa Lieutenant and my guest, Marianne Oser, who's author of the book, Your Happiness Portfolio for Retirement, and it's not about the money. Okay, so Marianne, you know, uh, my show is primarily speaking to women, but you know, women love men and we do too. So when you privately coach people, uh, whether it's women individually or couples, uh, do you find that more women are in, more interested in this conversation? Uh, you know, are, are, is it difficult to have the man like jump in with both feet and really discuss their concerns and worries and their hopes and dreams about retirement? Well, there are really two parts to the answer to your question. Um, the first one is, are men willing to, what's the difference between men and women as they approach the conversation? And without question, women are much more willing to begin that conversation. And I think that it's, and it, 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 and even ask, begin to ask for help, because I think that it's because women were taught or certainly encouraged to be collaborators all of our life we were. 
Men, on the other hand, were taught that they have to be strong, and asking for help is a weakness. So I think that that keeps men from beginning the conversation. However, once they're there, and you, so if it's a couple, usually it's the woman who initiates it. And most of the time, not always, but most of the time, both of them will explore the, the process. And once, once a man is in that process, they're usually pretty willing to be open and discuss things. But you, you sort of have to get them to the table first before they'll talk. Yeah, definitely, because women, you know, we tend to be a little bit more comfortable talking about our emotions. And we also are the ones that um, feel more focused on making sure our relationships feel good, you know. And men, you know, men are just not concerned about the same things that we are, are they? Well, thank, thank, you know, thank goodness we have differences, and that is definitely one of them. Yeah, for instance. And so, you know, when, when I talk to uh, women and couples about retirement, I always ask each one of them individually, so what is it that you want to do? And uh, both of them have different things, you know. Uh, women tend to be more about meeting up with their families and spending time with their families, and men might be more interested in uh, the activities that they do. So help us understand a little bit about how you might uh, discuss these differences in what, you know, the time that they're going to spend in retirement. Well, there is a lot of things. I'll come back to the time they're going to spend in just a minute. But when you really have to start the conversation by talking about what each, each of their, if it's a couple or if it's just a woman, the, their fears and their attitudes about retirement. Because if you get those out and recognize that, oh, my goodness gracious, I'm so ex- I'm excited about retirement, um, but I've got these fears. I'm, I'm, I'm afraid that I'll run out of money. I'm afraid of, of health problems. I'm afraid I don't know how to fill up my day. And if my attitude about money is, is or my attitude about retirement is that, this is the end of the road, I'm out to pasture, it's going to be a slow, long, downhill uh, trek to death. Well, that's a pretty negative mindset. And in this case, you know, in many cases, but certainly this case, mindset matters a great deal because if your outlook and your attitude is negative, you're not going to move in the direction where you can see all the wonderful possibilities and opportunities that lie ahead. So we, we make, I want to make sure that they're that they're focused on that. And then we talk about their expectations because <laughs> one of the things that you were, this is where you were talking, uh, we, we know from research that people start out their vision of retirement with a picture of somewhere like a, a, a wonderful 25 year vacation. And mm-hmm. the reality is that's not going to happen. And it, it, we have a, a period of a, of a honeymoon, a retirement honeymoon where everything is wonderful. But the research says somewhere between four and four months and two years, that that actually gets old and it fades. And at that point, people are saying, "Oh my gosh, what am I going to do now?" And because we know that people spend more time planning a two-week vacation than they do planning what their days are going to be like when the honeymoon is over and when they've done all their bucket lists. I had a man in my office or a couple in my office one time who said, you know, we've done, he said, we've been retired for three years. We've done everything on our bucket list. What am I going to do for the next 25 years? 
And so my discussions are all about figuring that, answering that question now so they can, can be happy. Well, you know, this, this is so true because, you know, when my parents retired, uh, I don't think that they expected that they were going to have a 20 to 30 year retirement, but they did. And so I do think that now we have such a longer life expectancy that, you know, we have to really consider what are we going to do for all the years that we get to play more and and uh, explore who we really are. So now let's talk about your happiness portfolio. You wrote this awesome book and um, help us understand, you know, a how how did you get to that writing the book and what's a happiness portfolio? Well, first of all, I want to clarify the title because I say it's not about the money. Well, of course, money is a huge component in having a happy retirement. No, no question about that. I just meant this book isn't about the money. Sure. Uh, yeah. So it's the, um, I call it a happiness portfolio because what is very clear and what was very clear to me as I started to work with people and, and understanding how this whole retirement thing works is that you really have to address all of the key non-financial areas of your life. And I've identified um, eight, eight of them. But there, and there are things like professional, do I or do I not want to work? What your relationship, all of the key important things, leisure, giving back, all of the key things in, uh, in your life that you want to address. And for, for each one of them, we look at what is my image of that area going to be? And how much time do I want to spend on that? Uh, and then what kinds of actions do I want, activities do I want? So let me give you an example. Um, I, do, I, I review my, my own happiness portfolio every year at New Year's. And my husband recently retired, and so as we were doing ours at, at, at uh, for, uh, first of the year this year, we started on professional. Well, I love what I do, and so I allocate like 70% of my time to this because I just really love it. He, on the other hand, said, uh-uh, zero. I'm done working, not going back, zero. And so you go through each area and decide what you want it to look like, how much time you want to spend, and what's going to make it, a, you know, so that you, when you look at it, it's a 10. And so, therefore, you, you've looked at all the things that are important. Another, another good example is how much time are you going to spend with your family? Big question. So, but it's an, it's, the point really is not what the outcome is, but the point is to have a conversation so that you make conscious decisions about what, about what your life is going to contain. And so if it's, if it's work, why are you going to work? And if it, what's driving that? Because we know that it's for 23% of the people, only 23% of the people work because they need the money. So there are other reasons. And so having the conversation helps you to focus on really designing your life so that at the end of the day you say, wow, that's a happy, I'm, I'm really loving my life. It's a happy and fulfilling life. Yes, and I assume that in these conversations that sometimes couples don't agree on how much time to spend with family or how much time to spend, uh, one person spends on work and the other uh, spends on leisure. So, you know, do you have some great tips on how couples reach compromise? Well, yes, it's, it's very much the kind of thing with, with the conflict management, it's really the same kind of principles. It starts out by saying, first of all, each one should do the exercises separately and then mm -hmm. come together to compare. And mm -hmm. it's okay if the time allocations are different. The key, the key conversation at that point is, 
um, and, and, and later we might come to assumptions, but one of the assumptions that, that the couple has to make is there needs to be an allocation of time that we are going to spend together and time mm-hmm. that each of you are going to spend doing your own thing. So, for example, if he loves to play golf and he wants to play golf um, four hours every single day and she was expecting that they were going to have a lot more time together to do other things that she wanted to do, then they have to have that conversation to understand what each of them are needing and wanting and how they can find a situ- how they can find a solution that's going to satisfy both of their needs. I understand that. And I suppose if one uh, person is getting some of what they want and the other person is too, then they're more willing to compromise. And so, you know, compromise can be maybe one of the challenges that you help couples overcome. What are some of the other challenges that couples face as they're going through this transition to their next chapter? I think that perhaps one of the biggest ones is not being aware of the huge changes that are occurring in your life and how they're going to impact your relationship. I mean, it's simply spending 24 hours a day, every single day together when you used to have very busy lives and your intersection of your time together was, was way different. And so you have to understand that that time together is going to impact the relationship. That's number one. The second is um, understanding that there's going to be a transition. You know, I mentioned the honeymoon period. Well, when the, you know, when the glow goes off of it and you're saying, just like that man, this couple said in my office, what am I going to do for the next 25 years? That starts a transition because, all right, you had this Hollywood picture of a 25-year vacation, which wasn't realistic. And now you're looking at the saying, I don't have any idea what this retirement thing really looks like. Well, that kind of um, feeling of confusion is normal, and, and, but it creates ambiguity because you don't know what the new picture looks like. And often if people don't understand that they are likely to go through a time of transition, when, that, when, when the, the challenges and the anxiety and the turmoil and the friction and the stress come up because of that, that unknown stuff, they think it's their relationship. And they, right. don't, they don't realize that it's the circumstances that they're going through and that it's normal to go through it. And it does not, does not necessarily mean that, they, that their relationship is on the rocks. So that's a really important one. And then I mentioned assumptions before because, because so often people um, don't discuss what's on their mind. I mean, I had a couple one time in my office, and uh, he was going, he was talking about what was wrong with their with the relationship because they were bickering all the time, which is the common thing. She was sitting there with her arms folded across her chest, and the more he talked, the stiffer her jaw got, <laughs> and the more she was obviously getting agitated. And then out of the blue, she exploded, and she said, why do I always have to do the laundry? I'm retired too. Well, he looked at her with absolute disbelief. He had no idea in the world what she was talking about. Hmm. Well, she made the assumption that he had more time, and so he was going to pitch in and help. He made the assumption that she's always done it, so she's always going to do it. Well, <laughs> that, uh, that would lead that thing, that's something as small as that. Was beginning, it's like a stone in your shoe that was, was irritating her and irritating her, and, and it led her to be short with him and then started the bickering. And who, they didn't even know that that's what it was about. 
you know, what you're saying is that you really help your clients create a vision for this period of their life and figure out how they're going to work through the details of it. You help them understand, maybe bring to more awareness some of the things they're assuming. And you find that it's the little things that if they can break through those, then it's just um, so much better and it could be smooth sailing. Absolutely. Um, and that certainly was the case with that, com- that, that, with that couple, I'm glad to say. I mean, some of the other issues, uh, other assumptions that people make may be more difficult. I mean, uh, sometimes a hard one is how much time are we going to spend with our family, especially if the family doesn't live nearby. And, you know, so one, one uh, member of the couple might think that we're, we're going to go visit them every month, and the other one says uh, maybe every four months and it, because it's a money issue. So those, those tend to be a little bit more emotional than who's going to do the laundry. But they need to talk right. about everything, household tech, family and friends, um, where they're going to live, the, the amount of time they're going to spend together and spend apart. All of those, those and, and the list is actually longer, need to be talked about up front, honestly. But if they're finding turmoil in the, in the relationship after retirement, most definitely then, because it can help to, to clear up problems that don't need to go any further. Right. Boy, I can see this is really an important element of the planning for retirement uh, activity. And um, so we're going to take another break. But when we come back, I do want to ask you uh, one question about uh, money preparedness. And then we'll go into some other challenges that single women have when they're planning their retirement. So stay with us, everyone. We'll be right back to A Wealthy Life for Her. that every woman is born to live her own personal dreams of a wealthy life. And I call the process of getting the dream out of your mind and into your reality, reinvention. I'm inviting you, the everyday woman, to make a decision to pursue your dreams. That's what I did. I uncovered the dreams that I was born to pursue and learned how to create those dreams with commitment and passion. I'll help you get your money in shape for your dream quest. Join my mailing list at reinventinghermoney.com. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. This is Teresa Leftenant and my guest, Marianne Oser, who is the uh, um, author of a book about creating your happiness portfolio. She's a relationship coach and she brings a lot of her own experiences to her individual coaching and workshops and seminars that she does for folks around the country. So as I mentioned before the break, Marianne, I really wanted to ask you, how often do you have do you work with, you know, have your clients disagree about money? How prepared are your clients with their, with the financial foundation they need to have the life they're dreaming of? Well, to be honest with you, uh, my, my, my coaching base was in a very affluent community. And so uh-huh. actually the money question didn't come up very often. They were pretty well um, situated and they had good financial advisors like you 
to to prepare them. So I've been fortunate enough that that hasn't come up very much. Um, should it, again, it would be uh, helping to to reach some sort of consensus about how the money how money was going to be spent. That would be an important part of the assumption. Right. Right. And I'm glad to hear that um, your clients were prepared because, you know, that is what it takes, doesn't it? In order to have choice, in order to have uh, be able to to create those things that we look forward to in life, which creates more meaning. And it actually makes uh, it's been proven that, you know, people live longer when they have things to look forward to, when they have good, healthy relationships. And so, you know, you do need a, a financial foundation in order to do that. So are there any other uh, really glaring mistakes that my listeners need to be aware of uh, when they're, you know, working towards thinking about this part time in their life when they don't really need to work? And you know what I tell people, Marianne, is I say, hey, you know, you can plan for uh, cutting back and not working as much, work part time or maybe just, you know, get the gold watch and you never uh, look back. But there may be a time in your life where you have to stop working. And, you know, that is because of health issues and um, that sort of things, or maybe even being laid off, you know, just changes in the economy. So what are those kinds of issues that you talk about when preparing health care and, um, you, you know, more towards the end of the retirement period? Well, actually, I leave those conversations to you because you are far more... <laughs> Uh, you're, you, you are a far better resource for them than I am on that. But there are some very important um, things that if couples, and I mean whether the, whether the woman was working full-time uh, full or not is, is kind of irrelevant, but particularly the people who have been working, and of course many women do now, is that there are non-financial benefits to working that most of us kind of never focus on. And when that your career, whatever it was that you did, goes away, those things need to be replaced. Things like many of us define our identity based on the title on our business card or our job description. And when right. that's gone, many people say, who the heck am I now? And that's probably right. one of the toughest ones. But also, it's feeling like you're doing something worthwhile. I mean, heck, somebody was paying you to do what you were doing, so at least you felt like it was worthwhile. Well, what gives you that sense of, of meaning and purpose and fulfillment today? You have to find a new one. Establishing a routine. So every time I say that to people, they say, are you kidding? I'm looking forward to not having a routine. But right. the fact of the matter is what you're looking for is the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it without somebody telling you to do it. But we as human beings, most of us need some kind of routine so that you um, – so that you accomplish the things that you want to accomplish in life. And so a routine, believe it or not, is important, but you get to decide what it is. Another is mental stimulation. What are you mm -hmm. going to do to keep yourself relevant, in, even in conversations with somebody over the weather, but also how are you going to keep your mind stimulated so that it doesn't, it's, it's a lose, use it or lose it proposition. You certainly want to stay away from anything close to dementia. And then how are you going to feel like you've accomplished something? What's going to give you that sense of accomplishment? And it's my experience that when people don't address those fundamental needs that, that we as human beings have that our work used to provide for us, if you don't replace those in, in this new time of your life, you're not going to be happy. You just aren't. Right. 
Yeah, you know, we all know uh, that that um, when we see somebody in a restaurant, a couple, and they're sitting there and they eat the whole meal and it doesn't seem like they even say one word to each other. Uh, that's like something that, you know, the younger couple is always like, I hope we never end up like that. But some of the things that you're talking about is, you know, creating your own meaning, taking responsibility for keeping your mind sharp and things like that are really what's going to make that time of your life even better. Yeah, and I think there are two, two, two things in addition that are simply relationship-based. Um, mm -hmm. And one of them is, you know, because everything in your life is changing and therefore your relationship dynamics are going to change, it's almost like you need to go back to the basics, no matter how good your relationship is, and look at it as a brand new relationship that you're building because in many ways it is because so much is changing. Um, and that, that means... That means focusing on establishing and maintaining a, connect, a sense of connection, a sense of trust, not letting it be eroded by the, the, the minor pebbles in your, in, your, in your shoe, like who does the laundry, but making sure that you're addressing the relationship as a whole. But the other one, and I think one of the other big causes of gray divorce, is recognize that you may have some old relationship issues that have been around for a long time. But when you have busy, active lives and aren't spending as much time together, it's pretty easy to ignore them. But now when you're together more, those issues almost always come bubbling to the surface. And so the question then is, rather than saying, this is because we, you know, we, we just need to get a divorce, I can tell you some of the best relationships I've seen are those that came to um, a situation where they were in trouble because old issues came up. And they started to address those old issues, and they built and developed a relationship that was much better than it had ever been in their, in their, in their marriage. Mm -hmm. So when the old stuff comes up, don't say, okay, it's time to cut, my, cut the cord. It's really time to delve in and see which, how you, what you can do to make this relationship great. This is so important for, to, for couples to be reminded that no matter what your age or what, you know, how long you've been together, that, that we all st still need to, you know, pay attention to the quality of the relationship and, and take new actions to improve it and make it better. So, you know, I'm really glad that you're pointing that out to uh, the listeners. And, you know, I know that when I'm speaking to my clients, uh, you don't want to talk about the possibility of divorce, uh, but, you know, it does happen. And statistically, I think that the greatest number of divorces happen in um, the retired years. And so, you know, for you and I, we can maybe have an impact on that to help men and women stay together so that they, you know, can be happy but then there's something else that happens and that is that there's there's one person that's left behind you know there's that loss of a spouse that ultimately will happen so you know how do you talk about preparing for that well actually that's a really good question and at this point I haven't mm -hmm. primarily because I deal with people that are in the transition stage and um, my next book is going to be about those kinds of issues because because retirement really is a series of transitions, certainly yes. the, the big one from, from work to this new time of your life, but there, there are several other points, and certainly the loss of a spouse is a huge one. 
huge, huge, huge. Yes, it is. And, you know, perhaps you can put together a, a webinar on, you know, being being a widow uh, or a widower, because, you know, I, you, I know from my own personal family experience that women can spend 10, 15, 20 years alone. And so let's use that as a way to transition to, you know, what are the differences that you talk to women, single women about their own retirement versus couples? Um, yes, Single women um, certainly ba face some of the same challenges like loss of identity and, and the non-financial benefits of work I just mentioned. But also, they, they, um, it's important for them to know that they need to live their life intentionally and not mm -hmm. do something that there's a, a man named Richard Leiter who's a real thought leader on uh, purpose. And yes. one of the things that, that he says is, he said, he said, when you don't make conscious choices about your life, you're really living the, an unintended life because you're just sort of going with the flow. And that people typically, when they do that, are just simply not happy. So it's be intentional about what you want your life to look like, which is where the happiness portfolio comes from. But another really important one for most women is get rid of the have-tos. Especially if you're a person who is a people pleaser, I have to do this because I can't disappoint her. I have to do this because I can't. Well, uh, wait a minute. It's it's your life too, and if yes. your if your life is filled with have tos, at the end of the day, where's time for the stuff that is going to give your life meaning and purpose? Uh, and another one is to cultivate resilience. Resilience mm. is one of those amazing things that we all need, no matter where where it is in our life. But it's particularly important in this time of your life, and it basically means having the ability to bounce back if you, if you stub your toe and fall in a, in a pothole. But the important thing there is resilience is not something you're born with or not born with. It is very definitely a learned skill. And so if you don't think you're resilient, this is a really good time to work on building that skill because I can guarantee you you're going to need it at some point in your life. Boy, that is true. And, uh, you know, resilience, I guess life can build resi resilience or tear it down. And uh, I, I think a lot of the things that we're talking about are just the exercise of becoming aware of this element and then focusing attention on it and then taking some time to make intentions about what you really want. I talk a lot about on, on this show and with my clients about identifying what a person wants so that a plan of action can be put together to have it. Um, the other thing that I know that I talk to my clients about, you probably do too, your single women clients, is a plan to make sure there's companionship and um, you know, other relationships in their lives. Because if they leave their job and they're used to having a lot of relationship with their coworkers, now there is uh, the opportunity to find new relationships. Um, you're absolutely right. I think one of the biggest challenges that single women face is the, the prospect of loneliness and isolation, and they are they are they are real they are real threats. And so right. having a, a strong social support system and that replacing those social connections that you had when you were working is really really important. Um, and this whole issue of living arrangements is is another one for single women because when you're a couple, you know you're not living alone, but when you're you know, as you, as you continue to age as a single woman, 
living alone isn't always the best idea. So what solution can you have with that? But there's another resource that it applies to single women and um, married women or women in a, in a relationship that I wanted to point out to you because I think particularly for this is particularly um, helpful for career women. There is a resource called Project Renewment, and it was really intended for successful career women who are facing um, dealing with retirement. And it started it started in Southern California um, as a brainstorming session. And basically it's, it's grown into groups of women, small groups of women around, who that meet regularly to learn from each other about how to create their, you know, their, their future. And it's basically, a, you know, a safe small group environment where women explore issues and concerns and they can do it in, in a safe way. And so the, the place to go to find out about that is called renewment.org. And if there isn't a group like that in your area, because this is, a, this is a, not a structured membership program at all and it's a not-for-profit, but the, that website tells you how you can develop, how you can build a group, because they're kind of growing organically, literally all over the world. But it's a very powerful tool for, um, a re- very powerful resource for career women to help to, uh, to adjust to this new time of their life. Oh, I just love that resource. Can you mention it again for those who might have missed it? Yes, it's, it was started, the, the project is called Project Renewment. And there's a long history about how it got started, and I know we don't have time to go into it today, but you can learn more about it at renewment.org. Okay. Renewment as R-E-N-E-W-M-E-N-T. Yes, they, they, they made up the name because it's a, it's a combination of retirement and renewal. Ah. Hey, and I the, like that. Eight, Maybe that's the new new name for retirement. Renewment. Renewment. Yes, I renewment. love it. <laughs> I do, too. They also wrote a book um, relatively recently that's kind of used as a as a guide to these to these groups. It's called Project Renewment. But it's I really think that that's a great resource for, for career women. Well, we just have a few more minutes, and I want to uh, make sure that everybody knows how to get in touch with you. But I thought we might want to end our conversation with just a, a brief story about a couple that you have helped that is, has, you know, is living the life of their dreams. Um, one of my clients, a couple that I've worked for for over 15 years through the, through this transition from working to retirement, their main goal was to be able to travel internationally. And um, they've basically done one to two major trip outside the United States every year for the past 10 years. Um, they have beautiful pictures around their home, uh, showing them li- spending time with their friends and family and exotic uh, locations and I want to tell you they don't seem to have aged a minute Uh, and I think that's because they always have something to look forward to they're always out there exploring the world and um, renewing themselves so do you have a story of a couple who's living their dreams I do but first I want to comment on that really great story that you said because one of the things you said that is so important is this whole fact of continuing to learn and grow, continuing to expand, continuing to be engaged, engaged in life. And that's what it sounds like those people are doing, and that's what's keeping them young, absolutely, without question. Research tells us that. So anyway, there's this couple, and I won't tell you their real names, but let's call them Sam and Susie. And 
they actually started working with me because uh, they were retirement was creating some relationship issues for them, and they truly were not sure they were going to stay together. And so we were able to resolve their issues and build their relationship back to a place that's even greater than it was before that. That's why I know it's so possible. That's a good example. And they then they then uh, lived their dream, which was they bought a, an RV and traveled all over the United States to all kinds of places that they'd have always wanted to go. They came back and sold their RV and sold their their home, which was in a, in a cold climate, and moved to a warmer climate. And even though they've had a couple of health um, issues along the way, they are truly, truly happily living their life. And, you know, I actually, I follow, I follow up with my clients a lot. Anyway, I followed up with her about a month or so ago, and she said, you know, I didn't think I could be this happy. Oh, that is wonderful. Well, let our listeners know how they can get in touch with you. I know that you just recently closed registration on your online class, and you probably have another one coming up. So uh, listeners will want to, you know, get on your mailing list. So how do our listeners get in touch with you? Great. Yes, I will be doing the, the workshop again in, in uh, late September. So, <clears throat> But you can get a hold of me by either visiting my website, which is retireandbehappy.com, and there are a number of free resources there for you. Um, also, you can email me. My name is spelled M-A-R-I-A-N-N-E at retireandbehappy.com. Perfect. And these, uh, the website and email are in the show notes. But I want to thank you so much for sharing everything you did today. This was a fabulous, fabulous show. Um, so thank you for being with us, Marianne. And what next week, it? our guest will be Jennifer Blankel. She's a trained and certified by Tony Robbins as a relationship coach and divorce preventionist. So a similar theme from today, but we'll be discussing the six human needs that make us do what we do in our relationships and with our money. So stay tuned for that very revealing conversation next week. And thank you for listening and being part of our Wealthy Life for Her mission. I know you have many shows and podcasts to choose from, and I'm always grateful when you choose ours. If you enjoyed yourself, please share this show with your friends and family. I always thank my daughter, Alexis Lieutenant Gregory, who composed our theme music, Eric, our producer, the support staff at Financial Advocates, and everyone at KKNW 1150 AM. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube under Teresa Lieutenant, and check out our resources on reinventinghermoney.com. Remember, ladies, financial independence is your birthright. With the right education and empowerment and the right financial advice, you can overcome your financial challenges and create a wealthy life on your terms. See you next week. Navigating a path to increase your income is a critical part of women's pursuit of her own financial independence. Having a personalized financial plan gives a woman confidence that she knows where she is going and how to get there. We've all heard the saying, life is what happens when you are planning something else. Navigating life's changes is all a part of pursuing a wealthy life. Visit ReinventingHerMoney.com and click on Schedule to set up a time to chat. Securities and advisory services offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. 
Teresa is founder of Reinventing Her Money and author of Reinventing Her, helping women plan, pursue, and capitalize on their next chapter. Available on Amazon. She is a certified financial planner and wealth advisor for professional women who aspire to a wealthy and financially independent life. Learn more at reinventinghermoney.com.